What is the first thing you do when you get up in the morning? Ideally, it's probably something productive and good for your body, like drinking a glass of water or getting in the shower, something like that. AMs with AJ on VFX. However, apparently there are still um, millions of people that at some point in time will call a phone number, yes, a hotline, to figure out what the time and temperature is. I for the life of me, did not know these things still existed. I figured most of us did about the same thing. Get up, stare at our phone, see what the notifications are, see if there's anything important enough that actually warrants our attention. Then if it doesn't, we just go on about our morning and ideally get done productively and, and get going on the day. But apparently, it's still the case. Millions, not thousands, not hundreds, millions of people will still call hotlines to find out what the time and what the temperature is. We just not trust our phone enough? I, I just, that just blows my mind. I, I don't understand why that would be a, a thing still. It's ironic because just last week we are talking about things that used to exist and phrases that we used to use that don't mean anything anymore. And now all of a sudden there's this and I'm like, huh. Because my feelings were hurt to ha- find all that stuff made me feel quite old. And I find something like this and then I'm like, oh, this is stupid. Why are we still doing this? But it just blows my mind that all of that is really sitting on your phone. I've never looked at my phone and gone like, nah, you're lying to me. It's definitely not 28 degrees outside right now. A little chilly. It's definitely not. You're five minutes fast. I've never known my phone to do that. But it's still a thing. And it blows my mind that that still exists. There might be a couple other relics out there that are still apparently available to be operated and a little bit of reminder or a blast from the past. Something new, though, apparently there is some kind of formula that can get you a lot of free stuff from Amazon. I I blew my mind. I feel a little evil having looked this up, but I read that there is a secret formula for getting stuff for free from Amazon. Amazon with AJ on VFX. Now, I am a self-prescribed cheapskate and... If I can find a way to save people money, why would I not pass it along? I guess it has to do with something. Someone informed me that you can find things that Amazon just doesn't want to return. And they will say, you know what? Sorry we messed up or sorry whatever happened. You keep it. There wasn't a lot there because they said they didn't know the formula either. So I thought, okay, where's the one place I can go to? Now you can Google it, but then you're just going to find all the Amazon policies. But Reddit has a lot of the answers of the internet. And I'm sad to say... <laughs> I found a way to do so. Now, I think granted, if you're just trying to play this game for the sake of playing this game, it's a little bit of chicken. However, what I found on Reddit is that generally, if the return is more expensive or a big chunk of what the item costs, something small, they're going to say, you know what? Don't worry about it. Things that are tiny, candy. Someone gave an example on Reddit that they ordered some candy. It was the wrong flavor. They wanted to return it because they wanted the right flavor. But because, you know, it was just a handful of candy, Amazon was like, you know what? Don't worry about it. Keep it. Clothes apparently is a thing as well. But I have found the answer, and I feel a little bit dirty all over. You know, it it reminds me there was this website when I was in high school called Woot.com. And they had this gimmick that I always thought was the stupidest thing. But you could buy a random t-shirt for, I think it was like $4. It's like 4 bucks. And I had a buddy who did it more than once. And more than once he got a t-shirt he couldn't even wear. 
They weren't his size, and so he just gave them away. But for the sake of spending a, a number that he thought was funny or or one of those times, like, ah, it was only four bucks, who cares? He did it multiple times, and I'm sure there are plenty of other people. So if you feel like playing a, a I guess, low-risk game, you'll find something that's only a couple bucks on Amazon, buy it, get it, and then say, hey, I want to return it, see if I get it for free. Obviously, if you try to return a bunch of stuff, I bet it would get a little bit suspicious. But hey, you know, you gamble on a couple things, a shirt, some candy here or there. Do you really lose? Eh, you know, maybe your next weekend game. Speaking of weekend, over this weekend, I had to ponder. Was I actually going to send an old boss who's leaving the company I used to work for an email about an award that I want back? That was after Friday. AJ and I debated whether or not I could even do that. Can I get back something that 100% is mine, but I just didn't get it at the time, and now it's kind of been a minute? You need to tell me the story, like the full context, so I can tell you yes or no. AMs with AJ at VFX. AJ's in. It's the debate date. So here's the deal. Seven years ago. No. <laughs> Already? I didn't even told the story. You said seven years ago. That's good enough for me. Okay, let me tell the story. Okay, fine. Sorry. Maybe six years. No, six years ago. Good gosh. Six trying to change it? It, it? No, it is six years ago. It was 2016. It was 2016. Six years ago, I was working down in New Mexico, and all all states have some, court of, some kind of broadcast association, right? Like here, it's the UBA down in New Mexico. It's the NMBA, New Mexico Broadcast Association. And I won the award for best large market personality that wasn't on a morning show. And then, before the award could come in, I left the company. And I went home, and I didn't think about it, and then I was home. So, I just didn't think about it. I hated the company, so I just didn't think of it. And then I was trying to find a new job, and then I came here in 2017, because that was in 2016. And so, I found out recently, the reason this came up is because my old boss, who was my boss when he was there, just finally announced that he is actually moving on to something else after being with the company for like 27 years, I think he said. Okay. And so, he's on his way out, and I was like, oh... I feel like I should be able to call him and be like, hey, by the way, would you mind grabbing that? Because it's mine. It has my name on it. It was my award. And I won it. It's a big deal, right? To be in radio and win an award that says you're the best on-air personality. But you hated the place so badly, you're like, oh, I got to get out of here. But I still want that trophy even though I hated it so badly. I, I mean, me leaving was not totally all my choice for what it's worth. Okay. that Okay. Like, that's nice to know. Um... Look, Reggie Bush wants his Heisman back. The Fab Five want their banners <laughs> okay. back. Okay, don't compare and me to people it, who got busted breaking infractions. All right, and I just, it's six years ago, man. I want the award. I'll tell you what, my dad has a bunch of softball trophies, like <laughs> several, and they're sitting in this like little shed like at a plant that they used to work at. And I'm not even joking, there's at least over 50 of them. And he has like individual trophy awards in them. And I was like, Dad, I found these because he hasn't been there in years. And I, w- I walked over just for nostalgia purposes. And I was like, Dad, these trophies are here. And he goes, yeah. And I'm like, do you want me to grab them, pick them up, bring them over, clean them up for you? No. Why not? What am I going to do with trophies from 13, you know, 20 years ago? Oh. Look, that your dad is not a professional softball player. So those trophies do not relate whoa, to his career path. Whoa, don't attack my dad's I'm not feet because your you're dad. like, oh, wait a minute. I'm, I'm a professional not. broadcaster. I'm not. But my award is tied specifically, specifically to my career path. And I would like that trophy in my house, please. I mean, by all means, it's just going to sound really egocentric when you, you think, call him back. Do you think I could Google? I, 
I'm kind of thinking. I'm thinking about reaching out to my boss, but like, hey, since you're leaving, by the way, is this anywhere in there? Because I would like it. You know what he's gonna do? He's gonna be like, God, oh, sorry, it's uh, it's not there. Uh, it's uh, it's in my house. We thought about sending it to you, but then we're like, you know what? Let's not do that. What, burn it? Yeah, I think collectively, let's just destroy it. Right? We've we'll have been, fun with it. Uh, you know, we've been using it. As okay. Like okay. What about work. this? What about this? So there's there's plenty of like trophy and plaque places that'll do stuff you make. What if I Google what the award looked like and have a replica made? Can I do that? That is even more egocentric than what we just talked about. I want the trophy. That's cute. It's great. Wow, man. Six years ago. Oh, look. It's AJ. It's time to move on. Okay. I'll I'll buy you some kind of a cardboard thing. And I I'll don't want write a replacement your name on it and put UNMA or whatever that thing is. <laughs> I don't want a replacement. I want the one that I won. Okay. It time a, out. You just said, can I Google it and find a real replica? Of that of trophy. one that I won, you're like I'll have a cardboard cutout. That would cut be out. called replacing. No, it. it's a stand-in. It's a it's a trophy stunt double. <laughs> <laughs> it's the real thing, everybody. This is the real thing. Ah. So frustrating, but I ultimately decided to side with AJ because mostly I couldn't bring myself to find a way and try and craft that message. I, I hate when people per make small talk for the sake of just because the covering they want something. And so I didn't. And so I think it's long gone. And it's unfortunate because I think they should have just taken the onus on them to send it to me anyway. <sighs> Lots of great music as we continue to get your Monday morning going, hopefully smoothly as possible. And, you know, you can enjoy the fact that remember how you were told never to do the laser pointer things because you could blind someone, cause them a crash? Florida not headlines. Someone got arrested for pointing a laser pointer. It's a legit thing. Never point the laser pointer because you'll blind someone or could cause someone to have a car accident. It's always the warning you got. And the laser pointer said the same thing, right? If you turned it over, the little sticker that said all that that nobody read. Aims with AJ on VFX. But it's true. Florida, not as we get to the headlines. A drug suspect was actually busted after he drew attention to himself for using a laser pointer in a police helicopter. He pointed it, didn't cause a crash, but it actually got him arrested. It's a thing. Oh, wow. And, of course, it had to come up in Florida not, so not only do I have to acknowledge that it's a thing, but then be like, oh, wow, that's bad because it's not normally a good sign if you agree with Florida not, Florida or not. And then headline number two, a woman woke up. She had that feeling, right, something's in here, something's watching, and then all of a sudden startled awake to realize that her neighbor had broken into her home to pet her cat. Really? Man, like, uh, what? We hmm. Just get your own cat. Just get your, right, right? Just get your own cat. Go down, adopt, don't shop, get your own cat. Like 99% of dumb criminal stories are always from Florida. The question is which one is because we're able to confuddle the water here on AMS with AJ by finding stories that aren't from Florida. So which one do you think? You know, when I was in fourth grade... My mom used to have, be in a bowling league, so I used to go all the time, and I'd play, and I'd earn tickets, and I earned tickets. I saved and saved and saved. Abe's with AJ at VFX. Finally bought the sweet laser pointer from the prize cabinet, and I took it to school to show it off, and there was this map, giant map of the world that used to sit on one of the walls while we sat outside the class before school started, and I was shining my laser on it. My teacher took it, and I never got it back, and I've always wanted it back, and that teacher has since retired or more, and I... I'm mad about that. But you were always told about that laser. Just bringing up a, a, a harsh memory. 
But we were always told with laser pointer, don't point in people's eyes, you'll blind them, don't point in helicopters. Well, a man in, uh, was standing out in his backyard and decided just for fun he was going to point his laser pointer up at a helicopter. Problem it was, it was a police helicopter that was trying to, it was involved in a missing person trying to help, but they were annoyed by the laser pointer, so they marked that home. Well, a police officer went over to investigate and see what was going on, and the guy admitted, yeah, I did it. I'm sorry. I didn't know it was a crime, right? Oh, that always works. I, I had no idea. Only for the cops to notice drug paraphernalia. So they went out, went back to get a warrant, and came back only to find out that this dude was not just someone who was using it. He was a massive, massive dealer. And it turns out the thing that caught him was using the, the laser pointer. It came full circle. Story number two. You ever get that feeling, right? You're being watched. It's a creepy feeling you can't can't give up. And if you ever had, like, it's necessarily sleep paralysis, but you can have it just in the middle of the night or wake up and feel like something's there. It's terrifying. Well, one woman woke up only to realize that not only did she have that feeling, it was legit. Her neighbor had broken into her home to pet her cat. Turns out, apparently, gotten hammered and just decided to wander in. No idea if the cat and this owner had a previous relationship. I'm going to assume yes. I mean, sucker me into a cup had a cute cat, right? Who wouldn't? But wait, what? Luckily, it wasn't anything way that severe because she decided not to press charges since it was her neighbor. Though, how well do you really know your neighbor? But good gosh, can you manage sleeping all of a sudden? Like, I ain't going to sleep again. Like, what? Three in the morning, I'm up. Might as well get a couple things done. And frankly, to make my neighbor annoyed, I'm do a little bit of chores. And when he falls asleep, sleeps for a little bit, I'm a, I'm mowing the lawn the next day. Like you're about to pay for this. The question is, out of the stupidity, which one is a Florida brand, Florida brand of stupidity? The super dumb, the super funny. And I think the thing is because story number two is nice. And, uh, you know, no charges really pressed. You got to go with story number one. The problem is, it's actually in the UK of all places. It's been a minute since we've been there. You pointed a laser point. Like, obviously, I'm not cheering for the criminal not to get caught. But to find out, just came full circle that all those warnings were legit. Basically, a laser pointer is what got him arrested because the helicopter's like, you know what? No, that's it. Send a cop over there solely because of this. Maybe confiscate his laser pointer. Maybe he had his taken away, too. Florida not on VFX. Speaking of crimes, we've seen a few with uh, the car. The cars parked the wrong way, but they've not been the winners for park narcs. Well, before we get to our nominees from this week, someone decided that they wanted to take matters in their own hands, and I'm not saying vandalism. We're very clear. I'm not saying vandalism. We on VFX do not condone vandalism. I want to reiterate that one more time, but we do condone correcting the behavior of terrible parkers. Hence, on Aves with AJ at VFX, we do park narcs. And I didn't know we were popular in Australia because actually what happened, ironically enough, funny story, a woman in Australia found that her elderly parents were uh, parked in the driveway and someone had blocked the sidewalk. They had parked on it so they couldn't get out of the way. Inconvenient. So what do you do? Because you don't know whose car it is. What do you wait you honk, you sit there, you probably stare out the window forever, but she had just had enough of it. Decided that this was not worth waiting for. So instead, she decided that uh, she was going to um, take a marker, go to someone's, uh, go to the hood of the car and write footpath on it since they, part- <laughs> they blocked the sidewalk. They partially blocked on it. 
And that's just not okay. You just shouldn't do that. Now, don't get me wrong. If you can print a paper note off that you stash underneath the windshield, I personally love the one that says, since you can't park in the lines here, why don't you practice coloring the lines? I'm a huge fan of that. That, I think, is not vandalism. And as I legally think about what I can say here, I think it's funny. I personally think it's funny. I think I've done it once. But riding on the hood of a car in permanent marker, mm, that, uh, mm, don't do that. Again, I want to reiterate that VFX does not condone vandalism, but I think it's really interesting that Parknarks is now global. Because I'd actually be kind of curious. We talk about driving and parking here a lot, of course, with Parknarks and, oh boy, today's nominees, which we'll get to, are a doozy, but... Globally, you think that the rest of the world is this terrible parking? Like the like, just in general, if you have vehicles at some point, it just naturally evolves that you're just going to drive like kind of a jerk at some point. Everybody's going to kind of get to that point, and everyone's going to be like, you know what? I'm only in it for myself. I'm going to park whatever way I want. Regardless, the nominees this week for Park Narcs are ones that look. We acknowledge that there there are mistakes or nightmares that we all deal with. But you don't exacerbate the issue by making it everybody else's problem, right? We all know the there are a little bit of nightmares or a little bit of mistakes that each of us make while driving. Aims with AJ on VFX, for instance, everybody has hit a curb at least once, right? But you chuckle to yourself, maybe call yourself an idiot, and you try to let it go. You don't make it worse by just leaving your vehicle parked on the curb. As in nominee number one, curb marks the spot. This truck hit the curb. I would like to think felt it and then decided, yeah, whatever, and left their back right tire in the, on the curb. The only thing I could say is to their credit, at least they're actually inside the lines for once and they're not parked seemingly in a tripe rectangle. It looks pretty obvious they're not. So an improvement, I guess? This is just more so something that stands out as like, wait, like, really? I'm lazy, but you can't back it up and just set it up so that it, nobody pays attention to it? Really? Really? That being said, one of my greatest nightmares in driving is is operating a trailer. Oh, you got to go the opposite way you want to turn when you back up or whatever, and you have all this. I hate it. Done it like twice. Cannot stand it. <laughs> really, honestly, never want to do it again. And I understand when it comes to making a pit stop with a trailer on board, it, it could be a challenge. However, again... You can take up two spots. What you can't do is take up like three stripy rectangles and two special needs spots. Like that is just absolutely not okay. You park in the back too. Again, there's definitely, I think, a leniency. If you have a trailer, right? We've I've been to Smith plenty of times. I think everybody's seen an RV parked back there. And you go, whoa. But nobody goes, ah, what a jerk because he took up two spots. Of course he took up two spots. It's an RV. But he also conveniently parks in the back out of everybody's way. Also, I think just to be able to manipulate, that's the smart decision to make because if you park up front, you know, where everybody's going to want to be, it's going to be that much tougher to manipulate a trailer. But no, nominee number two, just resting for a sec, is a van pulling a trailer, which is a weird sight in its own right, just taking up all the stripy rectangles, all the special needs spots. Even if they have a pass, this doesn't even make sense. What are you doing? Just so many boxes in that trailer. Mm, Sets me alight. But... Question is, which one annoys you the most? Granted, one is a little bit more, I don't want to say illegal, but frowned upon, right? That doesn't mean it's the most annoying. That's up to you. It's pinned to the top of our Facebook page. It's already on our Instagram, Utah's VFX for Park Narcs. And, of course, if you see terrible parking, please 
Submit uh, your pictures to Facebook, to Twitter, to Instagram. Just send us a message, Utah's VFX. Speaking of annoyances, I'm not saying necessarily that a roommate would be one. I'm helping people look for apartments and the place we're looking for them to move to. Everything available is like you can have this one room and bathroom and share the whole rest of the house. To which I'm like, aren't we? We're too old for that, right? I just think it would be an unmitigated nightmare. Now, of course, it would be just lovely to be able to have a house, but sadly don't have hundreds of thousands of dollars floating around. AOs with AJ on VFX, but actually helping a friend move, trying to look at apartments with them as they show me the monstrosity that is housing everywhere, right? I think we all know that we've seen the rent increases here in the Valley as well. And a lot of the places available where they're looking to move has get a bedroom, get a uh, bathroom, and then share the rest of the house, the living room, the kitchen, all that, with however many other people are in the bedrooms. And I was like, what is this, college? And look, I'm not knocking roommates. I had a, a roommate for six years. <laughs> I was in college forever. And uh, Simba was one of my first ones. He was great. We don't really stay in contact, but he was a good guy. And then uh, one of my best friends and I were roommates. And I don't really remember ever having too many issues with him. But at a certain age, I feel like once you kind of leave college – kind of over it right like don't me wrong i'm all for saving money and if it's someone i think you know that's the special exception if it's a good friend or a family member you're tight with i think that's certainly understandable but who wants to go back to like i need to use the shower your dishes are in my way you used my spoon you ate my yogurt we still haven't gotten that problem solved here at work now i gotta go home and deal with that potentially every day how do you want to split up groceries? Because there's a limited amount of space. Like, it just sounds like a monstrosity. And yeah, a little bit of it, I think, is laziness. But I was like, look, I know those are the much more reasonably priced ones because someone has taken a house and divvied it up into, like, the four bedrooms that it is. And so it's much more reasonably priced. But I, I, I think you'll be miserable. I really think you'll be miserable. Because the other thing about, obviously, not having roommates is just you have the time yourself. I think I start to value the space more than anything, but the time yourself, I think, would add up because I've had it for myself since I've been here in Utah. I haven't had a roommate. And I was just blown away that <laughs> as at a non-college place, like a non-campus town, there were still those that existed. And it just, just gave me like a little bit of jumps of joy, right? Where I, if you're in a long-term relationship or married and you see your friends being single and kind of going through it, you feel for them. Don't get me wrong. You feel for them. But then it's a little bit of joy. You're like, I'm so glad I don't have to deal with that anymore. Thank goodness that headache is gone. Speaking of dating, actually, speaking of sharing, ironically enough, there is apparently a um, new concern that comes out towards cavity prevention, right? As medical technology advances, there's more and more protection of that. But I got to tell you, this way to catch cavities or to spread cavities, I guess, quote unquote, I don't think too many people are actually going to be concerned about. To be honest, I was more concerned about what was inside the mouth and on the teeth. It is possible to know too much. Like, why do people ask you if you want to know how a hot dog is made? Ames with AJ at VFX. I feel like the older I get, the more frequently that question comes. No, I don't. I know it's disgusting, but no, I've made peace with that. Let me enjoy my hot dog and leave me alone. I don't want to be asked random questions about the food that I'm trying to eat. Unless it's like, hey, did you know that that was dropped on the ground? Yeah, I would like to know that. But how is it made? Get out of here. It's one of those things where it's just, it's not information we need to know. It's too much. And there's now new information along those lines because a dentist on TikTok has gone viral for letting you know that cavities are actually contagious. Apparently, if you kiss someone with cavities, it is possible for them to spread into your mouth. 
And while the dentist goes out way, says this is the suede kissing, all that, it does sound like something a parent would concoct early in, early on. Like, hey, by the way, you know, be careful. You know how you hate going to the dentist and getting your teeth drilled out and all that? Yeah, I hate that. I don't like the needles. It's not fun. And we'll kiss. It's possible. That person has cavities. You get cavities. So, you know, you, I'm just saying those cooties you might want to stay away from. Sounds like something just trying to buy just, just a smidge more time than I have to deal with the dating aspect. But, of course, nobody's actually concerned about kissing someone and possibly getting cavities. Right, Lauren? On the line? What do you think? Wow. Um, <laughs> you have got to be either really uptight or really not into the person you are kissing to get mm. caught up thinking about cavities mm. when you're making out with someone. Mm. I mean, no. I do not see this weighing heavily on my mind going forward. <laughs> not, not even a second thought. You know, in all honesty, the thing that I... When I read this and I was like, oh, right. Yeah, I don't care. The thing that actually concerned me more than anything when it came to uh, lock and lips, it was always the thought, right? There was all, I always felt like you're going to catch it when someone had braces. That was always the huge terror to me. There was that commercial, I can't get out of my head. I, it, was, it was back when uh, phone calls used to be free after 7 o'clock on your cell phones. And those two have braces and they kiss and they get stuck. Or one has braces and one has something else. And it was like, ah, it's not, my minutes are costing me a fortune. we got to wait till after 7 before I can call someone. But that was the thing. That was the thing that I was afraid of. Mono, you always got that speech, never happened. I mean, I think one person I knew got it all through school. No, mono, if mono didn't stop anybody, which put you down for weeks and weeks and weeks on end. I don't think cavity is going to be the biggest sweater. Getting locked on someone's braces was more of a concern for me than anything else. There's no denying two things. Gas prices are high, and how are we dealing with that, which we'll get to. But first, I'm kind of curious... Just seems like this year, everybody kind of dealing with all the dread we've dealt with for the last basically two years has said, you know what? No, I'm going back to normal. I want to do the things that I normally want to do. And if you've been doing that for, I mean, great. But it seems like everybody is. And I'm curious what your vacation splurge is. Screw it. Let's go on vacation. Really seems to be the attitude a lot more people have this year. And kudos. I'm all for it. Ams with AJ on VFX for the debate at eight. Because like 2020, everything was shut down. Last year, things got a little bit more back to normal, but I feel like a, a majority of us had similar experiences where it was just, it was still just mentally such a taxing year and a rough year. And for me personally, vacations represent an achievement, like being able to travel to places that I find super fascinating and other people say are cool. Not that I do it for validation, but other people say are cool. It's like an achievement because it's something I never thought I'd be able to do. But it's also kind of like the, the goal slash the motivator. Right? Everybody needs a mental break from work in some capacity. So having that vacation lurking out there, it's like, hey, this is what I'm doing it for. I gotta keep going, keep grinding. It's one of those just out external motivations to kind of set up for yourself. And I'm one of those people who need some. And this year, ironically enough, of course, gasoline spikes, but everybody just kind of seems like, you know what? We're doing our thing. We want to go back to doing our normal thing. And I'm curious as to what is your vacation splurge? What is the thing you're gonna be Jumping on this year. Jan's on the phone. Jan, what is it for you? We're taking my kids to Disney as nice. soon as schools get out. I don't care that the flights cost two times what it should. We saved up to take this trip two years ago, and we have been stuck in the house ever since. It's time to start living life again. Do it. Go. Plus, you know, it, that, that's the cool thing about trips, too. When it, my mom, to her credit, 
I want to say four so four so years ago. My mom doesn't like giving money for presents, but she's actually a little bit more flexible on it. But she's tired of talking about, you know, giving experiences as opposed to things for vacation. And I was like, whatever, at this point, like, you don't need to be buying me stuff anyway. But then she wanted to do trips like this, and she was 100% right, because what, what are the kids going to, one, be pumped about that, but two, they're going to remember that forever. Like, yeah, we got out of school and went straight to Disney World. And to be honest, with the girlfriend at home who's not a child, those commercials run and she's never been, and she's super pumped about it. Though, to be honest with you, the next time which will be the first time her and I ever take a trip to Florida. I don't think it's going to be Disney World anymore, which I'm kind of cool with. You guys seen that commercial where the, I can't remember what vehicle it's for, but the dude drives around with like a scraper on the back and he pulls out all the trash on the beach and all the turtles come up and they lay their eggs and they hatch. She is so gung-ho about that commercial. Like, So when we go to Florida, I think it's actually going to be to watch turtles hatch. Uh, Alex is on the line. Alex, for you, what's the, the big vacation splurge? Yeah, so I've been waiting for months for a big camping trip. Nice. Me, my wife, the kids. We're going to spend a week in the woods, camping cool. out under the stars, maybe do some fishing, maybe some rafting. It's going to be fun. We look forward to it every year. I think especially need the break after this past year. I'm 100% with you. Anybody get a little Griswold vibes there? Is that a little, a little perturbed about it not coming? I mean, the weather has not cooperated all that much recently, has it, to the point where I guess I, I would not be comfortable camping, but that's not saying a whole lot. For me, we're going to. Uh, I keep saying this wrong. I wanted. To, I keep saying Sweden, but Switzerland and France in a couple weeks, and I'm looking forward to it. It's uh, my getaway to turn my brain off and just enjoy. And I'm excited. I'm excited. I hope whatever your trips are, they are amazing. Even if it's something as simple, as I recommend going up to Jackson. And during COVID, uh, we were able to get away just to Boise. Just getting out of the town was such a mental relief. Highly recommend it. And I hope all the trips work out. One of the detriments, though, right now to travel is, of course, gas, right? Fuel prices are high. Has anyone gone out of their way to try and, I guess, remedy that, so to speak? Because I did yesterday. And look, if Utah weather cooperates, I'm on board to try and save some more money. Anybody activate their Lamborghinis to deal with these gas prices? Maybe just maybe making some trips to the convenience store or... Trips to work, if at all possible. And look, don't get me wrong. I understand. Ames with AJ on VFX. One of the first things I learned early on here was that in Utah, there's a lot of commuting. From Preston to Provo, there's a lot of driving. So there's some trips there that you're just not making on your feet. However, I would like to point out, and this is what inspired it. There is a coworker here who lives, let's just say, 10, 10 minutes away by car. I don't know what the math is roughly, but I know that when I lived five minutes away by car, it took me approximately an hour to make that walk home before when I, you know, crashed multiple cars and had to do so. But the other day, yesterday, Ashley and I got up and we're like, oh, we want to, she wanted pot pie. We had chicken breast. She wanted to make pot pie. So we had to go grab a couple things from the store. And I'm like, well, you know what? The weather's decent out for the first time in like the entire week. Why don't we just walk? Because it's decent. We can enjoy the walk. We'll go get it. We'll bring it back. And we did. And made the short grocery st- uh, trip with three bags. Hour and a half. Walked up there. Got everything done. Walked back from Smith's. And I was like, that was really nice. And I thought of the coworker. And when I found out he was doing it, I was like, I could do that. The thing is, twofold. First of all, Utah weather has to play along. Like today, gorgeous. You're walking home this afternoon. No regrets. It's supposed to be like 70 and sunny. However, the rest of this week... Clouds kick in, the wind picks up, the showers kick in, as opposed to pretty fairly frequently the rest of this week outside of today. Yeah, that could be a problem. 
The biggest thing I get, though, is like, it's just, it's the convenience of sleeping longer, right? The walking home part is not the problem. It's the walking in part that would get me, getting the ride to do so, because everyone, right? Whether you get up, like I do, you got to be in here before six, or you got to be in there before eight or nine. It's nice to have that, uh, you know, 15 minute drive, 20 minute drive, whatever it is, max, so you can sleep as long as possible, shower, take your time, walking home, whatever. I got all the time in the world. But the getting here is the problem. So then it, it defeats the purpose if I drive in, walk home, and have somebody bring me my car. Yeah, I get the steps in, but the whole idea would be to not use the gas. And I don't, I don't have, have anybody that loves me enough to make them get up at you know, 5.30 and be like, hey, can you drive me into work? Cool, I'm going to walk home. Can't swing that one. Can't swing it. I was just curious if anybody has tried to implement any more of those steps. Because walking the store, I think, over as the weather gets decent for the summer and stuff, as long as there's no cold stuff, definitely something going to implement more, especially if gas saves like, stays like this, because you, know, you just feel better. And to be honest, walking down Main Street and all that is kind of nice. It's nice to see all the stuff going on, see the construction happening, even though it's all houses that nobody can afford. But if you have been uh, activating your Lamborghinis, as it were, poll the day on our Facebook page, Utah's VFX. What have you been doing? Walking to work? Doing more of it? Just in general? What? Uh, credit to Cassandra. I actually spaced. I realized it was Good Friday on Friday because banking institutions were shut down. And then I spaced it was Easter until someone told me I actually went grocery shopping. I was like, there's nobody here. It's Easter. That's why. But Cassandra asked us to do the great peep debate. And for the after show, we did. So when you ask myself, AJ, producer better than Mima, does anybody like peeps? The answer comes to you after. Fresh off of Easter, there will definitely be some peeps lingering around. But the question really is, is, is there anyone in your life that actually enjoys them? Ames with AJ on VFX tried to get to the bottom of that exact issue during the after show. Do you guys like peeps? No, Easter absolutely weekend. not. No, peeps, yes, Cassandra, delicious. Cassandra, Cassandra said, "Have the great peeps debate," and I figured, okay, let's do it. We're heading into Easter weekend anyway. Why are you a terrible person? What? It's literally <laughs> marshmallows with sugar on it. It's literally exactly. marshmallows covered with colored sawdust. That's ex- it's delicious. It's not. They're delicious. They're yeah. not delicious. They're so nasty. They're horrible. They're nasty. I don't know why, but all the ones that I've ever like tried to eat were like hard as a rock. I put them well, in the same. Because you probably open like have them open for like a weekend and then eat it. That's why they get hard. I put them in the same category as candy corn. Yes. I like candy corn, I don't too. Mind candy Are you serious? Corn. You suck. But here's the thing. I don't mind candy corn. What? You suck, How? too. That's so gross. It's so yummy. I imagine eating a peep is like what tasting just a little bit of paint is, because there's always that weird metallic aftertaste. I imagine that's what that is. So if what? I had to pick between a peep and a, and a candy corn, I'd choose the candy corn. I would choose probably the candy corn. I that would still choose peeps. Like, I like candy corn, but I like peeps better. It's mm. literally marshmallows. Covered in sawdust. Covered that's in been sugar. Sprayed and I, don't, I don't like the covered. I don't, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of marshmallow itself. Have you roasted a peeps? We should have a no, s'more see, peep. Generally when it, no, absolutely no, not. No. Do not do that. Because when I go out, I just get normal marshmallows because they're actual marshmallows <laughs> as opposed to imitation marshmallows, which peeps, peeps 100% are. <laughs> Fun fact, <laughs> my family likes to go to the park. I think most families do. And one, <laughs> yeah, one no way. Fun fact, I like to go to the park. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody bad with a hand? Shush. Say hi. Wow, you're 
It's a rarity to see that. Listen. <laughs> Look, I didn't have a family growing up. That's offensive to me. I'm, gonna I'm be honest. sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, but anyways, one Easter, we forgot to buy marshmallows. So my brother had the brilliant idea to roast peeps. Why? Best decision what? ever. In the so world. Good. Well, you know, if How you melt burn? off yeah. the metallic toxic coating, it might actually not be bad. Would you get crystal, like, hardened sugar around it? Like, does it actually, like, burn or anything? No, it just gets... I don't know. Does it I go big? Describe it. Let's put one in the microwave and see what happens. They explode. That's not the same thing. <laughs> they go. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna eat. No, put but it was funny. funny. You ever seen that movie like where somebody gets infected and they're like, get away from me? It's like that, and they just go. Ah! That's what happens. Yes. Same thing. Nice visual. If you're gonna make a terrible, if you're gonna make a terrible movie, you could just put a peep in a microwave and pretend that was the same <laughs> thing. Instead of Sharknado, it's now Peepnado. A low budget film. <laughs> so to answer your question in the great peep debate, does anybody like them? No, not no, just me, Mod. She's weird because it's just that that grainy texture. When you're a kid, you don't care because it's candy. But then you get older, that grainy texture is not appealing, and that legitimately is like a metallic aftertaste, not like a blood metallic aftertaste, but there's just something to it, and just mm, mm, from something that's been around way too long to a new concept. That is actually really awesome. Uh, Lady A is doing something interesting for their show, for the next tour, excuse me, that I feel like more and more people should adopt when it comes to their concerts, as annoying as it may be in all actuality. What started with hotlines kind of ends with hotlines, right? We've seen artists try and reinvent the wheel, so to speak, in terms of how to change up concerts as opposed to doing the same sets. I think Eric Church notoriously just uh, did it not that long ago where he was doing two shows in each city, but each show was going to be a little bit different to encourage people to see something different if they didn't make it out for one day or the other. Clever ploy to get people to come to both shows. AMs with AJ on VFX. But what started with Hotlines continues with Hotlines because why don't you go back to a fan favorite? Lady A, the country group, is going out on what they're calling the Request Line Tour, and they have a hotline number that you can request your favorite song of theirs. And they will do change the set list. And when you think about it, I, I, I don't know how set lists are put together. I imagine they try to you know build a show, right, to build certain emotions and highs and lows and all that. And so there's something, I think, to that capacity in terms of design. The thing, <laughs> the thing that I would worry about, though, if you're going out, usually, right, is to go out to promote a new album. And I'm not saying that not like when we went out, Ashley and I went and saw... Um, went and saw... 21 Pilots, like I, I like their new album. It was cool to see that. But, of course, there's a lot of people there who are familiar with the old stuff. I can't wait for the old stuff. So the only challenge with that is request. If you're going out for not promoting a new album, that's fine because you can just play your favorites. If you're going out for a new album, I don't think tons and tons of people are necessarily going to request the new one except for your diehards. And maybe that's what you play and you just fudge the details a little bit. But I think this is clever because if you think about it, right, so – 500 people call in for Lady A, say, called them to Salt Lake, and they want to hear one particular song. You play a song, everybody thinks it's because they called in. You just leave it generic. I just think it's a cool concept as a way to try and make things a little bit different. And I could understand it's their favorite song, but I would actually open it up to anything because, you know, most artists have a cover that they, at least early on, that they're generally kind of a staple of theirs. You know, maybe somebody comes up with something, and you're like, all right, look, we like that. We'll give that a shot. I don't know what all the billing and stuff is that goes behind it. I just think it's an interesting concept nonetheless. And I like the idea. I think that more and more artists should do this. Honestly, if you think about it, I know that we're going the other way in terms of like the cell phone free concerts. But if you could have buzzers that said, like, you know, what song do you want to hear coming up? 
kind of the same concept. People disappointed, maybe, but they're ultimately there, so I don't think they're going to care one way or the other. I just think it's a cool way to bring people in, and I think it's going to be adapted and expanded. Personally, I think it's going to be awesome, so kudos to Lady A for that one. What is something that I can find to make Facebook a good place? And when you come to Utah's VFX, there's interesting questions like the poll of the day and fun stuff like we find for VFX's Facebook roulette. Aims with AJ at VFX, and I landed on the page Dad, which starting to concern me that I find a little bit more and, hum- more and more humorous than I used to. But it says me, could you please take out the trash? My kid, I'll do it later. Two hours later, my kid sits down to play video games. Me, Aragorn from uh, Lord of the Rings. I summon you to fill your oath. Actually, you want to know what came from me yesterday while we are talking about trash? Somebody made a video about the bathroom trash singing sad songs while you clean out the, the kitchen trash every time it gets full, but you miss that one. Just yesterday, bath, kitchen trash, you go out, got taken out, out in the trash can, ready to go. Come in later, bathroom trash just sitting there overflowing. Did I take it out to the trash to dump it in and lease empty it? Nope, still sitting there overflowing. <sighs> the AJ Knight, find and add me across all social media. Same with Utah's VFX. Uh, Park Narcs, of course, started again this week, and yeah, ugly. Utah's VFX on Facebook, it's pinned to the top of the page, or Instagram. It is the most recent post you'll be able to find. Vote on which one annoys you the most. Of course, we got the after show that comes up at about 10.30. That's on all our social media, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. All of those Utah's VFX. And then same for the podcast if you miss anything. Um, it's going to be gorgeous today. I almost want to say capture a picture of the sun because it feels like it's been forever since we're supposed to have a day like this with all the clouds and whatever. But also, you're not supposed to stare at the sun, so please don't do that. So I don't need that complaint. But enjoy nonetheless. And until tomorrow morning for AMs with AJ on VFX. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. Thanks for listening.